Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her, by her, presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses, employment, and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Today on the podcast, we have Megan Hale. She's a former psychotherapist and founder of Wild and Holy, a vibrant community of coaches, therapists, helpers, and healers committing to having their own breakthroughs to show up braver and help others have their own. Oh my gosh, Megan's the best. She's one of our good, good friends. And we've been hanging out with her for a couple of years now on the down low. (laughs) (laughs) On the Skype webs. It's true. Yeah, for our mastermind that we have going on for our podcast. And finally, we got Megan on the show. I don't know what took us all so long. But I'm really excited for you guys to dive into this episode because I think it's really timely for us wrapping up 2018, going into 2019. If you are ready to plan the new year, and if you've ever heard of good, better, best goals, Megan really breaks those down in this method that she's implemented this year for her own business. Business because like pretty much everyone listening, she's had a lot of stuff going on this year, but yet she was still able to radically change her business, reach some insane goals, check off all the things. And it was because of this method. So we talk about it, how you can implement it in your own business and your personal life and how to get your partner on board. So take some notes, dive in. Give this one a listen when you're ready to wrap up this year and plan. And then be sure to listen to the very end because Megan's hosting a free class where you get to snag the template, the spreadsheet template that we talked about in this episode for free. So listen to that at the very end and let us know what you're planning for next year. Hey, Megan, welcome to the show. Hi, Abby. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, like it feels like a long time coming. Um, Megan has been a part of our mastermind for what feels like forever. <laughs> and I don't know why you were never on the show. I don't know. It's, it's never come up until now. And here we are. Well, welcome. We're excited to jump in and get some of your woo and spiritual and wild and holy perspective on goal setting and like getting prepared for next year and 
being like, it's so important with everything we have going on going into the new year. So I'm pumped to talk. Yeah, super timely. So if you guys have put off planning for 2019 and you haven't tackled it yet, give this one a good listen with your notebook because I feel like some of the things that Megan's going to bring up, you might be able to like steal directly from this episode and use in your yearly planning. Okay. So we were chatting a little bit earlier about how this method that you're going to talk about today pretty much drastically changed your life and business this year (laughs) because you had, you know, a couple things going on this year, but yet you still were able to freaking crush it. So can you give us kind of that bird's eye view of like, like what did you have going on this year? And then yet, what were you still able to accomplish? Yes. So this year brought a lot of things. January 3rd, I had my second baby. And three weeks later, my husband deployed for six months. And this year has been a lot to hold and just maintain. And from the outside looking in, this was not the year to grow my business. This was not the year to have big revenue goals. This was not a year to, to strive for a lot because my personal life was asking so much of me. But interestingly, the year that it completely did not make sense was the year that things took off in this very easeful way that I wasn't really anticipating. And I have to trace all that back to this method that I'm getting ready to teach a lot of people in a couple of weeks that really set my business up to leverage my time, leverage my zones of genius to hit my goals quicker than I ever thought possible without sacrificing a lot of sanity. Because let's be honest, with a new baby and a toddler at home and my husband gone, like there wasn't any sanity that I could lose. Like everything no, had there to was be none here. left. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember talking to you. We would talk every two weeks for most of this year in our little podcast mastermind and seeing the evolution of your mindset, of your business, of what was going on, of your capabilities, of your confidence just throughout the months of this year have been incredible. Even to feel that energy as you were prepping for the big change when we would chat last December and last November in our meetings, I remember it just being like 2018 was just this big, like, I don't know, because with any baby, but your second, you, you might have something to compare it to, but all kids are so different and life is so different. And the transition that you were going through so quickly, we knew would have a huge, huge impact. And I, I knew like from the outside looking in that I knew ultimately you would find clarity and there would whatever, however you ended up landing landing this year was going to be the right way for you. But I don't think I even expected that you would land like as well as you did. Well, tell me about it. I mean, having a second baby this year has really felt like having five. <laughs> like that's been like the, the transition <laughs> oh, level that it's been like adjusting to all of this. And then it, it, it's just been very big. I'll put it that way. Just a lot of transition. And also having my eye on the prize of like not willing to slow down my business or give up on my business because I didn't come this far just to come this far, you know, and having to really shift the way that I was doing things the way I was leading the way I was thinking about my business. 
it was really like this perfect storm that challenged me to grow in ways that I really could not have imagined. Yeah. So let's talk about the method. When did this kind of come into play? And like, how did you start to implement it in your big picture planning and then in your day to day actions? Yes. So it was probably late October, early November. I'm getting ready to go into maternity leave very soon. And I had to get radically honest with like, what are my goals here? Because I don't have a lot of time before this baby comes. And at this point, I didn't know that my husband was deploying yet. So that news hadn't really come about. So I knew that for where I was in my business, and this being my second baby, I needed to leverage the things that I already had and not try and reinvent the wheel. So for the first time ever, I shut out what everybody else was doing. Any of the other moms that I know that have babies and have grown their businesses over maternity leave, like I just had to shut out all of the other noise and get crystal clear and radically honest with myself of what I needed. And that was the first time that I set these good, better, best goals for myself. And my good goal was like, what's the bare minimum I need to bring in in order to enjoy a maternity leave, to not have any stress or pressure where I can actually enjoy this new baby and also protect my business baby to make sure that it's where I want it to be when I come back. And from there, once I got crystal clear on that good goal, I was like, so if I did that, which I ended up being like only $200 away from hitting that goal. So I was like, oh, damn, like, let's keep going. So what would be great to add on to that? And that became my better goal, which also seemed really manageable and doable. And I was like, okay, so if I really wanted to knock this out of the water, what would my best goal be? And before I knew it, I had a plan to go like from good, better, best very quickly. And by the time I closed out 2017, I had already set my new good, better, and best goals. So it was a completely different process that I've ever gone through of setting goals for myself. And it created momentum so quickly for me. It created a sense of empowerment. I actually started seeing myself as somebody who like knows what the hell they're doing when they're running their business and doing it in a way that feels good for them. And ever since then, I have applied this methodology to like pretty much anything that I do because it creates this like stair step for me where it's like, okay, I can do this. Let's celebrate that. Then go to the next thing. And I think for most of us who are entrepreneurs, we tend to like look at the top of the mountain. Like that's where we want to go. How do we get there? And we don't celebrate shit Mm, on the way there. Literally, no. Right. No, No, for sure. <laughs> and well, so this process brings it it builds in that celebration for you. Right. So I can totally see and especially in your situation how you would set the good goal like this is what I need, this is what's going to get us through, blah blah blah. But how did you decide the spread of what would be better and what would be best? Like was it arbitrary? Did you use percentages? Did you have some kind of crazy calculation? Like how were you getting to a point where those felt like the right numbers? So I think for and this is unique to everybody. I think all of us have like personal goals that we would like to hit from a financial standpoint. And I also think that we all have different money motivators. So I think some of us are motivated to get out of debt, for instance, which was that was my big money motivation. Like I wanted to get out from 30k of debt, which I did last this this year. Um, Some of us are motivated to save, right? So we have some sort of support or safety net if something, you know, tragic were to happen, or we want to go on a vacation, we have the money and funds to do it and pay it in cash. Some of us are motivated to make a big purchase and make an investment, whether that's personal or in our businesses. 
And then some of us are motivated to give. Like we really have this desire to be charitable, to contribute to something larger than ourselves. And I think that when you get honest about what your core money motivator is, that's the thing that's going to drive you and start clarifying what your better and best goal is. Yeah. I love hearing that breakdown from you because I think everyone is motivated by money. And when we say that in our audience, and when I say I'm motivated by money, people shy away from that and say, oh, not me, not me, not me. I just want to give or I just want to do this. And you need money to do those things. And money is the only thing that keeps a business running. And it's the only thing that makes a passion or a hobby an actual business. And so I think that breakdown will be really helpful for our listeners to be like, okay, actually I am motivated by money, but it's in this specific way or reason. Yeah. So I think to answer your question, Abby, for me, I look at like, this is my personal life. Five years, my husband will be retired from the military. And at that five-year mark, what do I want to be able to provide for our family? So for me, first there was get out of the debt goal. That was the immediate goal. And the next goal was have a savings goal. So once he's done retiring, we can take off and go travel for three to six months or go and just experience some things as a family. And once I hit that goal, there'll be new goals to reach, right? Like maybe it's be a 10% giving company next year or, you know, whatever, whatever that is. I think so often we isolate our decisions in our business from our life and think of them as completely independent of. And, you know, I've watched for months well, honestly, since the day she moved in, Emily, like dying to want a new house, like she wanted a new house. Like it was just like, this was a stepping stone and all of that. And I want the next thing, blah, blah, blah. But I think for so long, it was like, okay, for this launch, we're going to do XYZ. But it never got to the point where we're going to do XYZ so we can take home this much more so that I can save this much so that I can actually get into that house I want. And I think just recently, like (laughs) within the last couple of weeks, I would love to say we've been doing this for years. But literally in the last couple of weeks, (laughs) we sat down with our new CFO and really started drilling into profit. And I, I like get like weird about saying profit first, but truly thinking about how much are we wanting to take out of the business? Because y'all got in business to make some sort of money, right? Like that's my main clarity around this good, better, best is you get clear on what you need to bring into your household because that's the thing that has the most impact on you. Because we all know people who are generating tons of revenue but aren't paying themselves, right? Or we, we know tons of people who are making a lot of money, but they're reinvesting a grand majority of that into their business. Like I've been there, right? So what's the benefit of having a business? Because it does take a whole lot of commitment and effort and resilience and tenacity and courage and all of those things. If you're not getting a payoff, it's really hard to stay in, stay in it for the long game. And the long game, like that's where all the fruits of your labor are. Well, and as Abby is explaining this, I'm literally sitting here like, I, you know, so we bought a new house, guys. We finally did it. And our mortgage is going to be more than where we currently are. We can afford it. It's fine. But it's one of those, like, I would like to make an extra X amount of money per month where like our quality of life right now would not change. Like if I made just that little amount extra, everything would be the same as it is now. And we would have the house of our dreams. 
So I literally just need to share that with our CFO and say, okay, what's our game plan to make us this much more every single month? Because it's spoiler not a lot. Alert, like it's a little it's bit probably amount. already happening and you're just... Spoiler alert, it's already happening, but... <laughs> <laughs> so this is so now reason. let's build up my savings again. <laughs> but this is why I love this method so much because it asks you to really anchor your money goals. Like they're not just some number you're pulling out of the sky. You're making them personally valuable and relevant yeah. to what you want to create for yourself. And that's it's so powerful. Which is what we guys tell you, ask you to do. When we say, okay, I brought my cousin up in our last episode we just recorded with our friend Steph Crowder, but I've been chatting with her this week about her business and it's just starting off. She's an interior designer and she wants to start her own business and work for herself, X, Y, Z. So I'm asking her, okay, what do you want your business to serve for you and your family? And she was like, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. And so she kind of just like word vomited a little bit because I just wanted her gut reaction. But ultimately it came down to, she just wanted literally 800 bucks extra a month. That's all she wanted. That's her first good goal. Like as we kind of broke it down, I'm realizing, oh, we kind of did good, better, best in our conversation. She was like, first 800 bucks, that would help pay for this thing over here and help kind of free up stuff. And then an extra, you know, $1,500 would do this for my family. And then an extra this do this for my family. And so it's just so interesting to see that like, because we ask you to start with financials doesn't mean we're that business that's like, you're only in it for the money. And it's all of these things. But like, money help money is what's in your savings and money buys well, that house. And money, here's like, the deal, your money. If, so your money is deeply clarifying. And when you do a good, better, best goal setting framework, what it's going to do is it's going to show you the holes in your business structure. Because if you have a best goal and you look at your current offerings and the way your business is structured, like you literally cannot hit your best goal without changing your rates or opening up more time. Like that's what it will show you. And so you realize, well, this best goal is really actually quite unrealistic if I don't change anything. And so what happens most of the time is that we're all shooting for our best goal but we don't realize we don't have an actual way to get there. And so then what ends up happening when we fall short of that goal, which of course we do because there's no vehicle to get us there. Then we start to beat up on ourselves of like something's wrong with me or da, 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 da. When really your business just isn't set up to support you in reaching it. You're just like reiterating everything I've been thinking lately. And I really like it. The next episode that's coming out, I think is going to so align with this talk. We're talking about the book Traction and what that's done for our business. And a lot of what you're saying is so aligned with that because as much as we're in it, we, you get lazy. Like you get like if the longer you've been in it, you're like, I just know what I'm doing. It's fine. I'm just going to keep going. And that's fine. But if you just keep doing that, things will escape you like expenses will go through the roof or like you find inconsistencies later when you go back and look and you're like, why did I lose money this month? There's literally no reason that should have happened if I had been paying attention. But it's it's usually because you're not and you're not you're just like letting your business happen to you instead of being proactive and having things you're working towards and realizing, okay, if this is truly too big for the way I'm currently set up, what do I need to adjust? And is that even realistic? Or do I need to adjust my goal? Right. No, I think that that's a, that, so 
When it comes to money and hitting financial goals, I think we have to be asking the right questions. And most of the time, we're just like, well, how do I get there? Instead of saying, why do I want to get there? And when you understand why you want to get there, like for me, in my, in my life, money loves mindfulness and it loves to have meaning. And if I can combine those two things together, like that's been the thing that's really helped create momentum, like lightning fast for me. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built in collaboration features. So together you can see your finances, budget and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We were wondering before this episode started how we were going to weave marriage into this conversation. And here's where it weaves in for me. How, if you as a business owner are able to set good, better, best for your business, because you are saying, okay, this money does X, Y, Z. And some of those things are personal and some of those things are business, whatever, whatever. How do you advise people getting their partner on board with having those same conversations? Because I will like, I'll open up my dirty laundry all the time and our own situation at home. I am very much, if you give me a reason why this needs to happen and a purpose to this money or to this decision, I'm on board. Like I can do it. I like checking goals off. Like that is my, that is my personality. It's what I like. Give me a goal and I will check it. My partner is very much just like, we just need to do it because we need to do it. And like, like quit asking questions. Like it just needs to happen. And so we just, we just need to save. We just need to budget. We just need to not spend as much. But I'm over here like categorizing and organizing and doing all of these things. So what are your tactics, if you have any, on how you can open up this discussion in your personal life so it bleeds into those areas as well? I think, especially when you're married to somebody who is an entrepreneur, because like your lives are so incredibly different. Like, so (laughs) so like I'm married to somebody in the military. Like our lives are like, could not be any more different. I think being on the same page with your short-term vision and your long-term vision are key because for most people who aren't entrepreneurs, they don't understand how quickly you can like you can do quantum leaps, right? And so your vision for five years might completely blow your partners out of the water. They're like, you're living in la la land. Like, I don't even know how that could possibly happen, right? That, that, same, that exact discussion has happened many and times. And so you're stretching him or, or her uh, past their wheelhouse of what they think is possible because they just don't live in this domain. So scaling it back to a short-term vision is something that might be more doable and manageable for them to get on board with. And then once you start checking those things off the list, it's a little bit easier for them to have emotional buy-in for the long-term vision, right? Well, so here's my struggle. Like, okay, I tell him the short-term plan, which the short-term plan is still crazy to most people. So the short-term plan is to triple, right? <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, I mean, but, no, I mean, that, that's fine. my goal See? for next year. Okay, I'm not crazy. But if we're going to triple, I, I well, mean, <laughs> relatively speaking, um, you're not alone. But like, <laughs> we already have broken it down. And it's like very tangible, very tactical, like, if we just do these things, like it will happen. But I told my husband, I said, based on everything, I believe this will mean we'll make three times as much next year. And he's like, must be nice. Like, that's awesome. Like, see what happens. Like, he is just, I love him. Love him. You guys know I love him. I talk about it. I talk about him way too much on this podcast. But (laughs) he just has a hard time, like, seeing past next weekend, let alone a year from nine. Oh, so does Brian. No. They're not dreamers. They're they're not that's why they're not entrepreneurs. That's why like they can't see past that. And like I guess I struggle with like so I'll sit there and I'll be like, okay, so I'm just gonna like brainstorm for a second. So like this is gonna happen. 
which is like, can unlock this thing for our family. And he's like, yo, okay. And so I think it's just this, like, we kind of have to accept them for that. Like we, them saying, okay, yeah, great. I'm on board. Doesn't have any like reflection on whether we're going to achieve that or not. So, cause they don't work here. <laughs> there's a saying that we have in, in our marriage of don't be the mallet to my dreams. And so what that basically means is like when I'm doing my visionary dreamer thing and I'm like living in the clouds, which I love living in the clouds. I think it's a great place to live. Yes. (laughs) I think we should all go and hang out there. I love there. I love there. When my husband starts to kind of bring me down to the ground, like put my feet into reality, I will tell him like, don't be the mallet to my dreams. And what that basically communicates to him is, I know that you might not believe this, but I don't need you to bring that into my dream space. Just keep that to yourself. And the other thing that I, and so he, and he honors that. That's the other piece. Like the other person has to respect that. And like, yeah, you're right. Like I'm not going to be the mallet, but also it's not necessary for me personally, for my partner to buy in as much as it is to be there with me and celebrate when I do the thing. Cause I'm going to go and do the thing. I agree with you. That's so true. I want. I, I think for a long too. time I was yep. seeking buy-in, and it just made my head messy, his head messy, our marriage messy, everything. And then, like when I just was like, now, now he's let me like, just go do it. Oh, <laughs> what were your sales this month? And I'm excited, and I can tell him, and then we celebrate. And like the other day when we had a distribution or whatever he was like we're going out for steak dinner and I was like okay like that's the kind of stuff that I can expect from him and I you, I don't know you can't force someone to do something that's not in their nature so well I think that's the other thing that I love about good better best goals because I get to bring my husband along for that of saying this is my good goal this is my better goal my best goal and when I hit my good goal I can say like hey I hit my good goal like let's celebrate let's high five and he also <laughs> does this thing where I was like, give me spirit fingers because I need some encouragement here. But celebrating with your spouse when you hit milestones, I think is a really great thing of bringing you closer together. But I think over time too, when you do have those big outlandish dreams, because you have this this track record of like actually making wild outla- outlandish dreams come true, they're like, oh, well, maybe this is possible. Yeah, you know. Well, and I think another purpose that celebrating the tiny wins, specifically with your partner or spouse, does. My partner has voiced this more than once, but it's something that I constantly kind of have to remind myself: is he knows this entrepreneurship life is not for him. Like he does not want it. That is not a desire for him. He's, he's so like, wow, I can't believe that you can do all of those things. That's amazing. And then I share these big, wild, crazy dreams. And he's like, he doesn't necessarily feel left out, but it's this kind of like, she does all of this great stuff. And I'm just over here, like doing the norm. (laughs) And so it's this weird, like, kind of his stability is needed in our family. Like he has the insurance and like the great benefits and like, 100% serves a purpose, but it's not sexy. Like it's not as flashy as what we do over here. And so I think sometimes in the way that I have shared the goals or shared what we want to do here in our own business, it's kind of been this like, well, then like, what am I here for? 
And so I think respecting that and kind of acknowledging where they can play a role. And if you share the good, better, best of like, okay, as soon as I reach this, I can share this with you. So you're in on it. Like, you know what's happening instead of like, oh yeah, that did this like six figure thing and it's awesome, whatever. And they just kind of feel on the sidelines. Yes. No, I think that that's definitely important. And also having something that you and your partner are both looking forward to enjoying together that is a direct benefit of you hitting a personal milestone. And I think that's why when I do my goal setting, there's always like there's a personal goal that I want to be able to provide something just for me. But there's also something that I want to be able to provide just for us. And I think that's something that's really cool to that kind of bridges the gap between entrepreneurship and being married to somebody who's in a traditional nine to five or whatever job they work. Well, Let's get back to good, better, best in business. <laughs> we did a little side marriage tangent. Okay, so we understand the benefits now and we understand you know, maybe where this information can be actually pulled from. How does actually setting them, what does that look like when you go to actually do your do the work? So when you, depending on what you have going on in your life, like when I first set this, my good goal was based on six months of income. Like that was my good goal to have that covered so I could go and enjoy my baby. But if you don't have any time off that you're getting ready to do in your business, you're just going about business as usual. What you're really looking at, for me, money is much more manageable from a monthly standpoint than it is a yearly standpoint because the way our culture is oriented, especially in the US, everything is on a monthly calendar, right? So for me, it's really about getting clear on what is your good monthly amount that you need to make that keeps the lights on, that keeps your business running, that gives you a little bit of wiggle room because I don't teach people to budget to like the penny, like give yourself a little room to breathe. (laughs) Like if you want to go and spend some extra on groceries one week, like you can do it, right? So getting really clear on what that is on a monthly basis, that needs to be pretty tight. Like you need to be radically honest with yourself. And I think the thing that I find when I have walked people through this process is that we over exaggerate what we really think we need. And we start moving into the things that we really want. And I think the thing that happens here is, is we are afraid on some level, that if we say, well, this is only what I need, that that's all we're going to get, that we're going to get stuck here at this good goal. But what I have found is that if you can let your good be enough, that's what allows your best to be enough too, for you to really enjoy it and to celebrate it and for you to like consider it a win. Because how many of us have gone and hit that mountaintop goal and we get there and we're like, yeah, Mm, this is it. Yeah. Woo. Whoop-de-doo. I'm I'm raising my (laughs) hand like 17 times. Yeah. So I think Mm -hmm. that's the benefit of getting radically honest with what you need and letting that be your good goal. Don't don't stretch it. There's plenty. That's what the better and best are for. So first step, get really clear on what you need to make on a monthly basis to keep the lights on, keep your business running and give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. From that point, that's when it's time to start tuning into your own personal goals. And I think that's when like the the money motivator comes in. Are you motivated to get out of debt? Are you motivated to save? Are you motivated to invest? Are you motivated to give? And tap into one of those goals and add that to your better goal and also put a time frame on it. Because I think we are much more motivated to reach goals when it's like, I want to do this by such and such date. Like for me this past year, I knew that I wanted to be out of debt by July. It ended up not happening until September. But you know, I kind of had a baby and a deployment. So I was so Um, happy (laughs) that it happened at all. (laughs) Yeah. So it's really about... 
just being really honest with yourself and knowing what, what it is that you want. What's going to make you feel most fulfilled? Do you have these up on like a vision board or where do you check in on these and how, how do you measure this progress? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I have a template, an Excel spreadsheet. I look at it almost every day. Like I have a really strong, healthy relationship with money because of this template. It's completely changed the way I feel about money, relate to money, think about everything. So this template is the place. It becomes like your financial hub. It has like your budget for all of your personal expenses, all of your business expenses. It has your good, better, best goals inside of there. And then it also has like advanced like money management techniques in there. So you can kind of have a really strong guesstimate of how much you need to bring in from a revenue standpoint to have your take home that you want. Because I think that's the other thing that's a little confusing. It's like, well, if I want to make 50k a year, 100k a year, how much does my business actually have to make to pay my taxes and cover expenses and all of that good stuff? Yeah, that's why I call BS on every single business owner who's like, I don't need my business to make six figures. I'm like, bullshit. Yes, you do. Yeah. If you want to make any money. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. So it takes all of that stuff into account. But it's really, I mean, and then let's be honest, like Excel spreadsheets don't sound sexy. Like they don't sound fun. (laughs) I check sexy (laughs) every day, religiously. Yes, she does. We actually had a meeting this morning with someone who's making us a sexy, sexy on brand Custom using our brand colors, Excel yeah. spreadsheet. Yeah. Custom spreadsheet. That's what we spend our money on now, guys, is custom spreadsheets. This is your future. But that's what like the GBB template is for me. Like it has some pretty colors on it just so it doesn't look like like I'm totally nerding out over here. But it is a really powerful tool. It, and it does so many things. Like it gives you a very clear shot of like where your business stands financially, where you're going. And also if you have any hesitation or resistance to getting into your finances and getting honest with, are you overspending? Are you, what are you doing with your money? This kind of asks you to face the music in a way. And by so like in so doing, you step into this completely different role of how you're operating and running your business. So share with us how people can maybe get that template or learn more about this method from you or where do they need to go to kind of dig deeper into this? Yes. So I'm going to be leading a free workshop in December. You can go and join me for this workshop by going to megan-hale.com slash GBB. So you'll get access to the template. We'll walk through this process together so you can set your good, better, best goals for 2019 and start creating some momentum without sacrificing your sanity because who wants to do that? Awesome. Okay. So guys, go register for that so you can get your template. But before we go and before you can hang out with Megan and all of the other places, let's head into talk strategy to me. And if the people listening, which I feel like they are, are like, okay, 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 maybe this is the way that's going to click for me and how I can set goals and how I can prep for next year. What are your top three to five steps for them to take like this week to kind of get organized and start seeing traction on this? So I think your first step is getting into your finances and actually creating a budget for yourself, which again, doesn't sound sexy, but it's highly clarifying. So spend some time in your personal budget, like look where your money is going every single month. And then also do the same thing in your business because our businesses are notorious for and even our personal lives too, of getting those monthly recurring subscription payments that we don't even use anymore. Oh my like, God. We just canceled like four yesterday. So I was like, what do we have these for? <laughs> exactly. So that would be the first step is get organized, get clear on where your money is going. Your second step is I would really start to tap into like 
what is it that you want to create for yourself this these next 12 months? Like if you could hit an outlandish goal, wild goal that would make you feel incredibly accomplished and proud of yourself, what would that be? Start dreaming a little bit because it will open up some creative space to get some wheels turning of like how you might actually get there. And then I would say, go ahead and create your good goal. So you know what you're spending every single month. So bring that number somewhere real and then add a little bit. Like, and you have to choose what a little bit means for you. I like to have a thousand dollars wiggle room every month because that feels spacious to me. You might be 2000, you might be 500, but add that into your budget. So you do have a little bit of space to move around. And from there, I would really start to get clear of like, is there a middle ground between bare minimum that you need to wild outlandish dream? Like if you didn't hit that, but you hit something in the middle that still made you feel really good, what might that be? And this is all kind of like feely, touchy stuff. But I think starting to tap into like, what is really most important to you personally, like that's the thing that's going to motivate you to hit goals, not to come hang out with the cool kids at the cool lunch table, because you're making such and such amount. Like it has to be personally valuable for you. And PS, by the way, anybody listening, when I first did my good, better, best, my best goal, I was like striving to hit like over six figures forever and ever and ever. My best goal was at 97k. And I was like, wow, that is really, really bizarre to me that I've been chasing after this number I pulled out of the sky. Uh-huh. And then when I got down to basics, this is what actually, yeah. So you might find some really cool stuff when you get down to business and you really clarify your numbers. I love that. Well, thank you so much for breaking this down and coming on. Thanks I loved for having it. me. I know it's fun. So people are going to go sign up. We'll put that link in the show notes. Um, where else can they hang out with you online? Mm, Megan-Hale.com and and I'm opening up a new group. It's called Wild and Holy Growth Group. You can find it on Facebook. I haven't announced that anywhere yet, but I'm excited to hear here first, guys. That's right. <laughs> Hot off the presses. Awesome. Thank you so much, Megan. Thanks for having me, y'all. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com.